0: Hi,
1: welcome to the Rod and Cindy podcast. How are we doing this evening?
0: Good and great. How are you? I didn't know it was evening already. The sun's still up.
1: Well, the lights are off, so. Oh,
0: <laughs> your lights?
1: Yeah. Lights are off your body.
0: Oh my god. Hey Rod, how's it going? Good.
1: Hi Cindy, how's it going over your side?
0: Oh, lovely. Thank you so much. It is actually a beautiful day here in Phoenix. A little teeny bit on the warm side, but really beautiful otherwise. Just a little bit. I
1: mean, it's 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 Phoenix, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, Yeah.
0: (laughs) dry heat. Even more approaching Halloween and that 31st, you know, holiday.
1: Well, you were born and raised here, right?
0: absolutely it's really
1: funny thinking about it that we had in south dakota we had layers of clothes for our halloween masks and you know this i mean we woke, everybody looked like the michelin man i walked around you know because
0: Aww. so full
1: of clothes because it's usually snowed on halloween
0: dang that's crazy i'm sorry to hear that you probably look like one of those sumo men huh sumo wrestlers huh your big <laughs> curly chest and you're so tall and no. <laughs> no. you, you
1: got to remember, I was like 95 pounds a junior in high school.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just saying, when you put all the other layers on like you were talking, uh, you no. probably look like a sumo wrestler.
1: No, it, things, you know? didn't, things didn't fit on me like that, you know. Oh, they, okay. They just, they, because I had always had to wear my sister's clothes, because like, it was handy downs then, so everything was just really long for me, you know,
0: or no. short. Okay. All right. I, but... My
1: sister had some really cool clothes I got to wear, so.
0: Well, there you go. This is a little awkward, but kind of fun, I'm sure, for Halloween. Oh, yeah. You can always get away with everything on Halloween. My
1: my sister was uh, very well-liked by the rest of the family, so she got the good clothes, and I just got the handy downs can Until I got bigger than her, then it was like, oh, my gosh.
0: No more hand downs for you.
1: Nope. No hand downs for me.
0: But you know, that's what's fun about, you know, that holiday, uh, because you get to put some masks on.
1: Like, get to play somebody else.
0: Yeah, it's and put some real masks on. I'm sure probably 99% of us out there wear a mask on a daily basis. But um, on that day, you really get to wear whatever you want to wear and be whoever you want to be. It's kind of fun.
1: Who were you last
0: year? Oh, my gosh. What was I last year? Huh? Oh, We
1: took your niece and nephew out uh, trick-or-treating, didn't we?
0: I think so. Oh, I'll, nothing last year, but, but a couple years.
1: You wore something on your head. I, I remember that. Oh, what was that? I don't. Remember. I don't, don't
0: remember really either. I know a couple like years cat ago I was or something. probably a couple of years ago. I know I, I dressed like an angel. Yeah. That
1: yeah, was kind of pretty. Yeah, she took pictures of you praying and everything yeah. else. Yeah, That was really cool. I like those pictures of that.
0: Thank you. All right.
1: My my daughter loves Halloween. She thinks that this like, should be a national holiday is Halloween because you know she says it's just a fantastic, most fantastic time. And that was one of her biggest things that she moved away from Phoenix to go back to South Dakota was, is because she thinks Halloween has to be cold. <laughs> and
0: then, but what happens? You wear all those layers, and then what? You can't even see your costume.
1: No, no. You, you have don't. to get
0: your costume 20 Absolutely. size bigger than you. <laughs> <laughs> you.
1: Exactly. Do you, do you remember those plastic masks that you, we used to get, the little cutouts of the eyes and the oh, cut, yeah. little cutout of the mouth? Yeah. You couldn't breathe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My mom used to always make her own costumes for us all the time. We we're a ghost
0: every year. That's perfect. All right, so what do we got going on today?
1: Well, I want to talk about Halloween.
0: Oh, we just did.
1: Oh, let's see. Well, I asked, I, I went out to Facebook, and I says, hey, you people out on Facebook, if you have some questions for and City, the and City Podcast, then please send them to us. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> did we get some questions?
0: Oh, cool. I, I had I had
1: to filter through a lot of these questions now, but uh, we did. And the funny thing is, is that <clears throat> I'm not tooting our own horn or anything else, uh, but we just got ranked number three in, in a popular podcast for our spirituality podcast.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's we were, beautifully, lovely, wonderful, awesome, amazing.
1: I know. And yes, two days ago, we were actually number one. I didn't get to see it, but I took a picture on the screenshot of, of us being number three, so. I am so excited about that.
0: I'm stoked. I, I think we too. should keep this going and flowing. And Absolutely. I think it's a great idea that you ask people for questions because yeah. why not? Well, We're not smarty yeah. pants all the time. No. We might know something or have right. experiences and, well, yeah, exactly. and share it.
1: Or we will know where to find the answer.
0: There you yeah. go. Absolutely.
1: So um, five minutes ago, I had not sent you the list of questions, and here you go. Oh. <laughs> so those are some really good questions. So we I kind of filtered through some of them just for time purposes and that. And uh, I didn't write anybody's name down. I didn't think that was fair to write people's names down, unless you guys want to. Next time when you guys have a question, you send it to us, and that you can either send it to the rodlimonaz at gmail dot com, or you can actually just you know send us through our Facebook and that uh, questions that. If you want your name on it, just let us know, and we'll put your name on it.
0: Sounds fair enough. Yeah.
1: So here's the number one question. and Actually, this has been, was asked by a couple of people of oh, wow. all the questions. is, What is making sacred space mean? Making sacred space. What does that
0: mean? Making sacred space. sounds pretty deep and important.
1: Well, you know, understand before we, before we do energy work or anything else that we make sacred space. So when we're opening up in that, we make sacred space.
0: What does that mean by opening up?
1: we open the doors up the windows up no <laughs> <laughs> is we're open we're we're taking our shields down we're opening ourselves to the outer limb limits we're being naked in front of the world
0: basically Oh, dropping that mask i dropping spoke that a mask little while we ago talked about. yes okay. absolutely and opening ourselves up to the universe right absolutely opening the crown chakra and, absolutely. and our physical mental spiritual emotional right absolutely okay got it
1: Shine, well, in some people, I remember somebody telling me one time opening up means is just uh, letting our inner shine into, to God, you know, you know our inner sun shine back to God. And that's opening up. It's just opening ourselves up to the universe
0: you yeah. know,
1: to help get cleansed and everything. Mm-hmm. But, but you kind of want to make sacred space before you do this. Now, How do you make sacred space, Sydney?
0: Well... One way is, is going through the energy Reiki type classes that I went to and which, you know, you were mainly a part of, (laughs) um, you know, we were taught in those classes how to make sacred space. So, you know, with, with symbols and with sage and, um, you know, some, uh, I don't even know how to say it, like loving protection and, um, and just you know, kind of sealing off the walls, if you will, or this your surroundings, so that nothing that should not that shouldn't be coming in or around us will will present itself. So that while we're open to the love and the light and to do our work or whatever it is we're going to do, um, we can feel open and free and not afraid that anything will attach to us or you know uh, or anything like that. Right. Feed
1: off us. Yeah. There you the go. Thing. Because mm-hmm. only the good of the light may stay.
0: Absolutely. And that's
1: one of the things that we always say in vacant in sacred spaces, only the good of light may stay. But partly what we do is we use Reiki symbols in each one of the corners, and we drag them around. And we make Reiki symbols on the roof and, and on the ceiling, I should say, and on the floor. Now, what's really interesting is that I see golden bars come all around and kind of cover off like in a birdcage almost set off that room is now protected by these golden bars. Mm-hmm. Then I see centurions entering each one of the corners to protect that space. Now, this is stuff that I actually see coming into as making sacred space. Now, if you don't know Reiki symbols or anything else, you give love to each one of the corners. You give love and spread the love round. you know, drag it from corner to corner. In other words, love is like have a thought, positive thought, Put it in the corner, drag it to the next corner, have another positive thought, drag it to the corner, to corner, corner, spare the ceiling with it, floor within that, and consider it being sacred space by love.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think love, and not only just the word, but the feeling of it, just all in itself is very strong and powerful. Oh, yeah. You know, so Absolutely. I think, you know, I think it'd be hard to touch that and go through that if you, you know, intent, um, uh intuitively put all that type energy in
1: in that space absolutely absolutely you know um, love cures all and love is part of that uh, cures everything and and i think love is an important part of of, of what we do in protectiveness that if you love something you protect it
0: absolutely and that's
1: what if we spread our love all over the place and then we're protecting it absolutely yeah. so is is making sacred space the same as holding space for somebody
0: uh, yes. And probably no. Um, holding space is just, um, in my understanding is, for example, if you have a person laying on the table that, you know, you did some energy work with and you feel like that part of the work is kind of done and you just want to step back for a little bit and just, you know, hold your hands out and kind of beam and energy, but more or less just hold that kind of like in a bubble. The, you're holding them in a bubble, if you will, to protect them. Um, and holding space could also mean, even long-distance-wise, if someone is ill and you can't be near their side, you can still send that uh, sacred space to them.
1: Absolutely. You know, what we're discussing here doesn't mean that this is this is just our way of thinking. You know, it's not not doesn't mean that everybody thinks this way. Mm -hmm. You know, I always tell all my students is that when you look at something such as uh, a class or or a way of thinking is described that take what makes sense to you, keep that part. What doesn't make sense to you, just let it go Mm -hmm. because that's the part that you learn from.
0: Absolutely. These are
1: good questions. I like this.
0: Yeah, they are good questions. That's
1: another one. Next one. Uh, Somebody wants to know the levels of Reiki.
0: That's a good question for you, Rod.
1: You're the master teacher. Well, there's Reiki 1, there's Reiki 2, there's Reiki 3, which is also ART, which means Advanced Reiki Training. There's Reiki Master, which is 4. And that's the way I was taught in the Yusui way of of Reiki, is that there's 4 levels, 1 and 2. They're usually taught together or sometimes separated. You don't get any symbols in Reiki 1, but you do in Reiki 2. Reiki 3 is advanced Reiki training, so you learn a little bit more about the symbols. You don't get any symbols in Reiki 3. Then master class, you get more symbols, and you are taught how to attune people. Now, you can't take most of these classes simultaneously, except for 1 and 2. You have to wait at least 21 days after each class to take another class because you have to work on yourself. It's a cycle. You have to go through the cycles. You have to work on yourself for 21 days.
0: Sounds about right. I think that's um, pretty general with anything. You know, A lot of people say if you're trying to change something, at least go the 21 days. There's something right. magical about that number or that time frame. And so it makes complete sense to me. Right.
1: I once heard that it takes 21 days to create a habit. Ah. and it's part of the habit. But you understand, taking Reiki is life changing. It changes your life in many different ways. And so, you have to be very particular about this. In that twenty-one days. that if you cleanse and clear and heal yourself for twenty-one days, you will have a difference in your life. Your life will be different.
0: Oh, absolutely. And you, you know, just hit said something a moment ago that's very important. Mm-hmm. That when you decide to do, you know, take Reiki classes. You need to be prepared for some changes in your life because a lot of people have, you know, go through these experiences, you know, and these changes, and they may not understand what they are, you know, and it's just, you need to be prepared for that.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, what Prepared is an important thing that you said right there, is that this isn't something you just come, you do the class, and you're done with, and then you don't. Once you don't, you're, it's... It's in better in you. It's something that awakens things within you. And, you know, people need to use it, which is comes to the next question, which is kind of funny. Uh, somebody that listens to us a lot and that they hear me say, Rod talks about walk the walk and talk the talk. What does that mean?
0: Is <laughs> that when you walk your dog and talk to them?
1: No, walk the walk, oh. talk the talk,
0: Cindy. Oh, okay. I was just saying, man, my dog's not going to go walk, and he wants me to hold him. No, your dog's a dragger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, those are really good words. I actually, I go to a, um, a uh, practical philosophy school, and uh, it's international, and I actually use those famous words that you use in a writing, a, a report I had to do, and, and they like that, and Even one of the teachers even brought it back up again that evening in class. So do explain what what walk the walk and talk the talk means. Well, you know what
1: it is. I tell you that all the time, what walk the walk and talk the talk
0: is. Well, I know, but you can answer the question.
1: All right. So do you want to be the person who you really truly are? You need to walk the walk and talk the talk. That's important is because we can be literally spiritually better than thou feeling blah, 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 you know, and that what you're not. But if we walk the walk and talk the talk, it's about love. If we want to be a spiritual human being and, and be in the spiritual realm that we need to walk the walk and talk the talk. That doesn't mean, and this is my personal opinion, that doesn't mean that we can be rude, judgmental, and, and mean to people on the outside. It'd be like going in, saying our prayers, having this great meditation, this wonderful class. And then go and be mean to the waiter or waitress. Or being mean to somebody else. Or bashing somebody that we've never met. Being rude over the internet towards somebody else. Having a say that makes somebody else feel bad about it. It's walking the walk, walk, talk the talk. You know, I, I, I see so many spiritualist people out there that, you know, call them spiritual people and they're spiritual this, spiritual that. And I'm not being judgmental on that. I'm not saying that they're wrong. But if you're not talking nicely about people, and caring about people, I don't call that spirituality, that's my personal opinion though, I didn't say that's what it is, is that we walk the walk and talk the talk, we don't say, peace be with you, and we love you, and namaste, and all this other things that, lightly, we say it for a reason, We the, the master in me meets the master in you, now I'm not going to talk bad about you after you leave. I'm not going to be mean to you after you leave, or say mean things about you, or just bring up rude, being rude. You know, there's many different things that people do here that aren't walking and walk and talking and talk. Spirituality is about walking and walk and talking and talk. What we say is what we do.
0: Absolutely, as you should. You know, um, you have to. Once you've come to that awakening and that understanding of spirituality and you feel it within you, you've got to honor that in all aspects about it. You know, um, I, I, I am going to agree with you on that. You know, I'm not going to, you know, say that I love you or give you a hug, a healing hug or say, you know, say something nice or be nice or be positive, you know, as I like to be anyways on a normal basis. But you know, and then turn around, like you said, or you turn around, whatever, and say something not nice. That that just would not be right at all. And you know, I'm gonna throw this in there too. It could be a karma thing too. It could come back and hit yeah, me. Too. You know, and I don't, don't want to travel down that path. You know, I'd like to to stay on task with myself and walk the walk and talk the talk. And honestly, when you do it, you feel so good inside, and you're doing, you know, your your services as services to humanity out there, you know, in a good positive way. The way that we were were and are and it's supposed to be as as human or as, excuse me, excuse me, as beings. As beings. We are beings, you know, on this planet we're human beings, but as beings, that's what we are inside. That's what our soul's Absolutely. all about. Yeah. Is about, you know, the love and the light and the 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 positive and the good, you know, and all the the you know, the light side of everything if you will. Right. You know, so and there's nothing more that makes you feel good about yourself is when you actually are are living that, you know, when you are living that, your life just seems so light and so wonderful, you know, and you and you enjoy getting up every day, even if you're gonna have a crappy day, you know, or you're going end up having a crappy day or a crappy moment, you could still turn that around and go, you know what, I'm gonna find a positive in that or you know, um, I'm just going to go learn from that and just go move forward, you know, and just, you know, make note of it. Let's just say, but, or, or maybe even compliment it and say something on a positive note about it. Maybe even to that person, you know, maybe to help calm them down. Maybe they're having a bad day or something, Absolutely. you know, and just a a, a, a a lovely gesture or comment or something can really even help them and have them have, let them have a good day too. But that goes back to, once again, walking the walk and talking the talk, being that being.
1: Absolutely. How many times have we eaten out and uh, looked over and saw somebody and was like, oh my gosh, look at her eyes or, or look at that person or whatever else. And I'll walk over there or you walk over we'll acknowledge them mm-hmm. and say how beautiful they look or something like that. That's, that's a part of humanity, of life, of being. Like you said, the being part of us mm-hmm. is everybody is in our life for a reason.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And everybody has a reason for everything. There's a contract we have with everybody. Even our exes were in our life for a reason. They got us to a certain point. We need to be grateful for everything that happens to us, our people, that are in our lives. We can't be angry about everything that happens. You know, we're not walking the walk or talking the talk. And and no, I'm not better than thou or because of how I say this makes me better than anybody else. It doesn't. I'm not saying that in any which way, shape, or form. I am who I am because of who I am.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, and and we can have... Not so good things happen to us, you know, even from other people or places or things, what have you. But, and we might feel that not so good feeling inside, you know, I'm going to throw it out there, anger or frustration or, you know, Rod, you know, one of my frustrations is going through the crossing zone, you know, I have to drive to work through this crossing zone every morning, Monday through Friday. And it just, it hurts my heart and makes me frustrated every morning to see people not going 15 miles per hour. And all I keep thinking of is those babies that are, you know, young children or whatever, are going to probably cross the road. And these ding-dongs are going not the speed limit. And you know how much I that frustrates me. But anyways, on a lighter note. <laughs> ding-dongs. I know, they are. I'm sorry, but they are. I'm not sorry. No, you're not. Um, because it, it does frustrate me. It They're just, they're doing something wrong. But even with that being said, I still try to, um, you know, justify within myself some kind of, Good, I guess, out of something in my day to get over that frustration.
1: Absolutely, that's interesting. Well, yeah, you're you know you are frustrated, I, and I'm on the phone with you usually when you're crawling through that, <laughs> and I hear you honking at people and going, "Hey, slow down."
0: Yeah. But
1: that's a, that's part about being aware. Walking the walk and talking the talk is being aware, being aware of other people's feelings and that. I know impaths that say I'm an empath, and then and then turn around and say something rude about somebody. Well, if you're an empath, you're gonna feel what that felt like when you said something rude to somebody. Mm-hmm. That's not being an empath. Right. That's being mean.
0: Absolutely.
1: And like I said, I'm not being judgmental to these people or anything else, and I'm just, and I'm not better than them and or anything else. I just I know what it feels like to have righteousness in my life, and mm-hmm. I know what it feels like to help somebody, and to be there for somebody, and to love somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do in this world. That's part of the walk and walk and talk and talk. Buddha taught us this, you know. Uh, Yusui taught, taught us and Reiki and that. All these great people, the Lama and that, uh, teach us about love.
0: Absolutely, and you know, we're not talking about being perfectionists. Thank you. Yes. You know, we can definitely walk the walk and talk the talk. We're not going to live a perfect life. You know, we're not meant to have a perfect life yet. Yet in our futures you know we will but right now it's about learning and so things so again people are going to frustrate you but it's something that you have to learn right and and move forward from it you know because there's these reasons why these things happen but yet you need to also have some sympathetic to whatever it is sometimes too to still try to still be in your being but we are not perfect although we can certainly try to do the best that we can do here
1: Absolutely. So, did we did we answer that question? You think?
0: I hope so. I uh, mean, it's, it's just a
1: lot of words. It
0: was, said. it was. But I hope some good stuff, some good.
1: Insight. Well, I think I think we got you know some good stuff out too. It's yeah. just the bottom line is that uh, you know we're not saying we're perfect, but this is how we see walk the walk, talk the
0: talk. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, not to hurt anybody else. I can't remember that saying that I say with it that but because uh, there's something else that just came through my head that but it's, it's it's about that is that it has to be for the good of all
0: yeah there you go absolutely is, yeah.
1: So I think this question was directed to you this what? next question
0: yeah, what?
1: Right? is drinking a sin in spirituality?
0: Oh, come on. That was not very nice. I thought you said you walked the walk and talked the talk. I do. <laughs> hey,
1: I'm just asking it. I didn't say anything.
0: You know, when I read that question, I, I, I don't know how to answer that. I'll be straight up. I mean, I'm looking at it in a spiritual way, and then I'm trying to compare it in a human way and trying to figure out what the difference is. I honestly, you know, not sure how sure how to answer it yet what, what what is your thoughts on that when you first start well that? you
1: understand where i come from with that i never was a big drinker or anything else and i understand that you know i I my rule is if you're going to do energy work you don't drink you know, don't drink before the day before or anything you don't drink because mm-hmm. a part of it is is that uh it cleanses through your body and that and you start smelling alcohol in somebody when they're sweating and, and if energy is coming through this person that they're going to start smelling this alcohol on a person that's one thing but i also think it brings a, a lower energy It's just my personal feeling that it brings a lower energy and when you're drinking uh, it's not bad i don't think i'm not saying it's a bad thing but if you're going to be doing energy work don't drink you know, that's my whole thing is that I think a drink every once in a while is, isn't bad and, you know, not to excess. Everything, you know.
0: Well, it can't be completely all that bad. If Jesus could turn water into wine, there's got to be something said about that.
1: Oh, we going to go there with that one.
0: I'm just saying this is what really? I've learned as a little girl going <laughs> through church, you know, and, and all the people talking about it, you know. So,
1: so you're it taking can't an all... anger-based religion,
0: no, no, <laughs> and no, put, and
1: putting that Jesus made wine out of water.
0: I'm just saying what I've heard. Okay, these this, these are words that I've heard. Okay, okay, and um, I can't. So I'm gonna say it, it can't be all that bad for you. Okay, all right, all right. and they did, and they have found that even red wine, which that's what you know was changed from water, um, is actually good anti for you so it can't be all that horrible unless it is like blueberries I, yeah, antioxidant I, yeah. you know or dark chocolate um but it, of course everything is in moderation if we're gonna you know talk about it on a human level but on a spiritual level it's kind of a tricky question I'm I, again I'm a little stumped I don't know how to really answer it but I'm gonna agree with you on the uh you know if you're gonna be doing energy work it's it's probably not a good idea to, um, you know, incorporate, you know, alcohol or, or spirits, of spirits. those kinds. I don't
1: know why they've got their name spirits. I don't know. Spirits.
0: Probably because when you drink, you see spirits. spirits. Oh, maybe
1: you should drink Ooh, them. Then. There you go. Pink elephants are. <laughs> and and the reason I I, I was teased you know, about that they the angry based religion. I was just giving you a bad time about that. Because we're both coming from a religious background ourselves, you know, and mm-hmm. and everything, and yes, yeah, so I, I went to communion, and I, you know, did the same thing, drank the blood of Christ and that was mm-hmm. wine and everything. And this is it's it's part of a beautiful ritual. It really is, and 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 um, it's there's a ritual too that that I believe in, and you know, just like smoking, that there's uh, we can say smoking's okay and in, in certain extents if we're trying to. Better ourselves in a lot of ways people say like, i gotta quit smoking i just gotta quit smoking well, smoking isn't good for your body it has been scientifically proven that moderations you know moderations of everything you know? and one of the ways i remember a guru telling me about smoking is, is that he said that if you're smoking imagine that it's tobacco given to the gods you're presenting to the gods
0: mm-hmm.
1: in moderations. You know, you don't want to smoke it all up. You know. Nice. Same thing with alcohol, it's everything in moderation. That they didn't give you a huge glass to drink of you know, half a bottle of wine to drink during communion. It's just one little small glass of it, the blood of Christ. And it's, nice. it's just a small doses, everything in moderation. So I mean, for ceremony, for different things, and that everything we can we can tell ourselves that this is what it is good for, and everything. Mm-hmm. But I mean, my only belief in filling this is that we don't drink and give energy work.
0: Yeah, well, that that totally makes sense. Yeah. though. it really does, you know. Um,
1: As yeah. for it being a sin, you know, I, I don't believe it is. That's my personal opinion.
0: I agree. The rod, I agree. I'm pretty sure all those. Priests and et you know, priestess and all those beautiful people. I'm sure they have a glass of wine now and then. Absolutely. Um so I think uh, as far as all that goes, I think we kind of covered that question, right? I mean I think mean, we're done with it. Yeah. So it's not a horrible thing, just no. you know, again, moderation. moderation. But however, if you want it to really go down to the core of things, you know, if you want to be a a true spiritual person and walk in the walk and talk you're and talk, talk like in a hundred plus percent, then you will not do those things and eat from Mother Earth and organically and drink, you know, delicious water and keep yourself cleansed and pure, you know. That means no refined foods and sugars and all that garbage. So I mean it all kind of goes together if you ask me absolutely but anyways no you're right but we need to live um here on this earth again everything in moderation and just enjoy your life absolutely
1: so this next question it's really interesting this is i got a little backstory on this next question because this actually comes from one of my cousins and my cousin just finally was listening to our podcast my and my cousin, uh, i love him to death he's a great man he's beautiful soul and everything but he doesn't quite understand spirituality mm. And so he's been listening to our podcast and he saw on facebook that we we're asking for questions then so I, I when you hear the question you'll you'll understand the concept of why he you know he's searching for stuff man. well
0: first of all i don't mean to interrupt i just want to say that's really great and wonderful of him and really cool <coughs> that he is he's on like a little bit of a curious boat right now, like you know, a little curious cat, and I think that's pretty awesome because that's all it takes sometimes is that little curiosity, and you know.
1: Yep. Well, and the funny thing is, is that he asked me not to mention his name, and I have a lot of cousins, so nobody's going to know which cousin it is. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he's probably my only cousin listening to this. So. All
0: right. Well, what's but the cousin's question?
1: Cousin's question is: Do dogs go to heaven? <laughs> Why not? Well, what? I mean, I look at you, you're just like, yeah.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to answer no, the question. You. No, didn't... I
1: was waiting for you to answer that. Oh. Do, I'm dogs, so go
0: sorry.
1: do, you? do you dogs go to heaven? Sorry. I
0: didn't know you were directing a question to me. I thought you were just saying in general. Okay, anyways. Of course they do. And it's not. It's the not,
1: same heaven?
0: It's a little different from what I understand. Animals go to a collective. So, like, all the dogs go to one collective. Um, uh, I was at soul base and cats and etc. So yes. And they all um, will come back that much more advanced the next time they, they, you know, come back around.
1: So what you're saying is they get, the collective what they learned from that lifetime. They
0: add to the collective. And so dogs get smarter. Absolutely. Like my dog, Bailey, I give him so much love so much. It's like ridiculous. Re- Ridiculous amount! I've never loved an animal <laughs> just as I love him. So guess what? When he dies and goes to that place, uh-huh. he's going to share a lot of love I, and I, teach all those I other don't dogs. Think he to came sh- from the
1: collective. <laughs> I think it was like Hades or something like that. He hey, came,
0: right? hey,
1: hey, hey! <laughs> oh no, this dog, his dog loves me.
0: <laughs> so, to answer your cousin's question, yes, just not our heaven.
1: So, in a basis of heaven and earth, and that I mean, it depends what we consider heaven and earth. Absolutely. Or heaven and hell.
0: Absolutely. So,
1: yes. And I have to agree with you. I, I believe that too, the collective. That they go, all animals go to the collective. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I have to think it has to do with society and, and where they're at of how they are treated and what they know. mm mm-hmm. uh, Because, you know, I grew up in, in kind of a wild area, you know, Midwest area that and where the coyotes and wolves and that are very intelligent. They will actually call out farm dogs into their pack, and pull them in to get rid of the farm dogs, so they come in and take over the eat the other animals in the farm. And so that they're, they're very intelligent; they they became really smart.
0: Oh, absolutely! Every time around, can I just share something with the it's aunt, not about, about the aunt? Well, it sort of is. Oh, okay, go ahead. No, something that um, just talking animals or pets, whatever something came to, you know, came to me about my dog and, um, it's kind of interesting. First of all, he was a rescue from this man and woman. He was going to be euthanized. And so they saw him, thought he was really cute. So they saved him and, and then, you know, fixed him up and put him out there. And then I actually adopted him and he was only, you know, roughly three years old. He's adopted, you know, um, we don't really know exactly. Uh, the thing, my, the thing is I want to say though, is that I've thought about this many times, you know, He came into this lifetime, whatever his, whatever his little life was, those first two or three years, you know, probably abandonment or, you know, maybe not treated really well or not treated very kindly, you know, by a certain type person or like a male or something. I don't know. And then it was like, he got a second chance. Like he, like he finished out his karma. Let's just say, I want to, I don't know. This is my, these are my thoughts. Okay. it's like, he finished out his karma. Like he, you know, paid off his dues from his last past life. Right. And now he got to be saved and rescued for another chance. And then he, you know, I have him and we have each other. And I told you, I ridiculously love him so much. <laughs> yeah, I know. I swooch on I him, him constantly. Yeah. <laughs> I get <laughs> jealous there. I know, right? Who doesn't? And I just like, God, oh, you know, so he got to have a really yucky beginning of his life. But yet now he's got this beautiful, loving life. My mom and and, and Desiree, this beautiful young lady who lives with us, you know, all of us, you know, he's really good to all of them and all of us. And, you know, we love him. He loves us. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it, it, it just I have these thoughts. You know, like people, right. like people come into this lifetime, sure. you know, maybe they're paying back something like from before and, and, you know, I don't know.
1: Well, I'm trying to say, is he's not always good to everybody. If he's on your lap, he's not always good. To... Desiree's the only one okay, that come up to, to you. I'm trying to
0: tell a story here. I'm trying to make a point. <laughs> yeah, Desiree is the only one. She's yes, the
1: only one. I'm being judgmental on that. He's has me so many times. He's a good dog. I really like him. And yes, and I agree with you on that, on that story. I really do. That's, that's, it has to do with who they are too. Yeah. How much intelligence is going to come out is how much we give them.
0: Right. So very good. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for letting me share that. No, it's just, just right something absolutely. I think about sometimes. This
1: is your podcast too. It's not just
0: mine.
1: I know. So, this is from a little young lady that has just started listening to our podcast. Oh. She's just learning a little bit about spirituality. She had a lot of questions, and I, but I picked one of the questions that she had. She had like fifteen questions herself. So.
0: Oh, bless her heart!
1: Yeah, and she is. She's probably fourteen, fifteen years old that age, and then oh, wow. and she's coming out and she's really trying to understand what spirituality means. And her question was, is one of the questions, is what is an essence? And I was like, wow. Because some of the questions that she has, you know, here we are. We think sometimes that we just, as we as we talk, and I was like, people just know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, that essence over there, that uh, this, that, and the other thing. we start saying these names that, you know, Metatron, blah, 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 <laughs> you know, Yisui, Energy, Reiki. People don't get this all the time. People, especially that are just coming out and not really understanding what... This is, they don't get it, you know. Uh one of the questions was Namaste, and I actually just sent her back saying that's the master in need, and me, you know, acknowledging the master in you or the person inside. Uh, and but essence, I told her we'd we'd use that question. Now to me, in essence is this beautiful inside of our spirit within us. This is not our personality. This is not our ego. Is that being? It's that being within us. Capital B. Yep, capital B, being. Part of us stepping aside and allowing the spirit to do its work. And that's the essence. The essence of us, of who we are. And that doesn't mean that there's nothing else besides that. I mean, there's a lot of intricate work within the essence of that. But an essence is a being. A being. Being, being. being. A being
0: within
1: the human being. The
0: human being. Put the, the two words together, right? Human and, and Being. being.
1: Exactly. Okay. So that's that's who, what an essence is. Essence is basically covers our, covers our spirituality. It's the Trinity of, of Abell. It's the Holy Spirit within us.
0: Is That our higher self.
1: Our higher self.
0: Is that the voice that we hear in our head sometimes?
1: Depends. <laughs> Depends. I've heard some of your voices in your head. No. Yes. It's the it's that beautiful voice that's in our head. Yeah. that It's the one that speaks from our heart. Someone that tells
0: you like something's not right or something is right or gut
1: feeling, all that
0: helps guide you,
1: helps yep, the the instincts, the part of you, who what you are, and everything.
0: Now, last podcast, I had mentioned about my um, my, this lady that I saw walking up the steps, right, to the garden, you know, and I and I I think later learned that she was looking at me as I was looking at her, and I'd seen her many other times. And so we decided and you helped me because you can see essences and you helped me to understand that, that what I was looking at was my essence. You know, she had like stepped away for a moment, right. To show me and guide me to this place.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: And so, uh, well, that's my train of thought. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: That's all right. Well, no, it, you're, you're on the path of what an essence is, but how you see it and everything else, which led to another question was, is that do we see it through our third eye, our essence? Mm. I just have a knowing. I think most of it is a knowing, but you've got to see yours, and I've gotten to see mine, I've got to see yours, too. When it's ready, it's showing. The interesting thing is is that, like, yin, yang, dark and white, and that when dark is seen, it loses its power. When light is seen, it gains its power. So the idea that what we have in the yin-yang is that when you're able to see somebody's essence and explain it to them, it gives them power. When you're able to see the darkness in somebody and tell them about it, it, it takes away the darkness. It weakens the darkness. Hmm. Very so good. Again, so this, yeah. so we, it's a knowing that we have.
0: Okay. So now the essence, even though I saw this beautiful woman, I've seen something different in you, which I believe is your essence, something I've always seen for, you know, a while. But so is it our, is it our perception of what the essence quote unquote looks like? Because if we're a soul, wouldn't that look a little different than like a, a, a body person, like a, like a, like I said, this she was a beautiful lady. Right. Exactly. Okay. So well, she's not that she's not this white light right. that I saw bouncing around. She's no. like a form. Right. And so, like, I saw your essence as a form. So, even though it was a kid, he's a little boy. You always see
1: me as a little boy. I always
0: see you. I have no idea why I see that. It's the innocence
1: in me. That's what it is.
0: Probably. So, it's kind of, I think that's a good question just all in itself, too, you know. I mean, is it a form, or is it a light, or is it all the above, you know? Well,
1: I I think especially for us, when we saw that, you project, you're a projector. You project your energy in that. I got to see at the same time you did. I know what your essence looked like because you projected. Everybody has a projection in the way they want to see, be seen. Mm-hmm. It's like when the other side comes across the veil and they come in. It's how they want us to see them. If They project themselves as a young person or a younger person or a thing like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, so okay, it's good. It's
1: how you want to be projected.
0: Okay, and that makes sense because, you know, you're right. We've seen people, like if they're older, Right. You know, when they pass away, but yet when they may come to us, they are like, you know, young 20s or something like that. Right. Or some sort right. of younger absolutely. age. Yeah. Okay. All
1: right. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's that concept of that, how we project it and how we want to see it. But we also have to understand that none of us see the same things in the same way. Right. Like, okay, so here's this bottle of water in front of you. Of that I can't tell you how you see that bottle of water. I know how I see that bottle of water. But I can't explain to you how you see it. Mm-hmm. So I can explain to you how your essence looks, and you explain to me first how your essence looked. And Of course, that's exactly how I saw it, because there was a projection there. You projected that image that I was watching. Yeah, especially when you're doing Reiki, you become connected. And as you're connected, doing something, these projections become more photographic in your mind, and you're seeing and feeling this stuff. And so it's amazing to be able to See and describe the exact same thing somebody else is. Now, what you do is you're seeing the same thing. You're seeing it how they are seeing it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a manipulation of the of the mind, basically. Is when you step aside yourself and you become that true one with another person and see that things how they see things. That becomes everything. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful because that's why we're supposed to see it.
0: Right. Right. Everybody
1: with a beautiful heart should be sharing their their beautiful heart with everybody so they can see how their beautiful
0: heart sees things. Of course. Absolutely. So then obviously everybody has an essence because we all have a soul. Right. And what's even more fascinating is when you have your awakening and you start tapping into who you really are. Because you inside is who you are. Right. My name is Cindy, but that's not who I am. Absolutely. Or is it Cinderella?
1: Cinderella. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: Yeah, so it's a very good question she had. And uh, I, you know, invite her to go within herself. Oh, absolutely. And try to see and feel who who she really is. Right. And everybody else out there as well, you know. Yeah, that's what she's working
1: on right now. She really is. is she's trying to find herself and who she is and where she came from.
0: Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, I love it,
1: yep. It was, it was a nice little story that she sent along with the questions on that, which I, I, I enjoy reading that, too. Nice. So, so this next question, I think this question's for you. Again? Uh, yeah, I think all these <laughs> questions are for you. That, um, um, so the question is, if green represents the heart in spirituality, what does pink represent?
0: Well, in spirituality, it, pink is unconditional love. It, too, is an innocent color because it's a pastel color. It's a light color. It's also the complementary color to um, to the green because pink is the lighter version of red, right? So, hmm. I get it. Yeah. yeah, so red and green are their complementary colors. Um, but pink is uh, in the chakra zone area. It still is just as beautiful and strong as the green because it still represents love. It's just an unconditional love in an innocent way.
1: Right. That's fascinating.
0: And it's unconditional love for yourself and for others.
1: So should I wear green shorts when I wear my pink shirt?
0: Sure. Why not?
1: Well, a complimentary, you said.
0: They're complimentary. I don't know if you're going to get a compliment, but. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny because. But you might. I was was trying to get a compliment. Because think about it. A flower, you know, has a green stem and a pink flower. Right, the flower mm-hmm. itself, pink. So I could be flower. <laughs> nice. We'll call you Daisy for sure.
1: Daisy for sure. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Well, that's okay. So that that makes sense. That uh, thank you. That I think that just answered that question really
0: quickly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, very good. And by the way, uh, uh, Cindy is a color therapist, and she she knows this stuff. She helps dress me sometimes. So just kidding. Not that was
0: true. a joke. That was
1: a joke. <laughs> yeah, it was. I could dress myself. I think Um, so this young man says he dreams about spiders all the time what does that mean now uh, there's a little bit of a backstory that came with with this uh, story he is a 45 year old man who lost his job lost his wife and uh, lives with his mom now with his children and he's going through a little rough time that he he did say that I could use his name. I'm just not gonna use his name then I'm just gonna say back use his backstory a little bit is that he's going through a rough time. He listens to our podcast all the time and it gives him meaning, he said. So I dream about spiders all the time. What does that mean? He says it may, wakes him up. He's not scared of spiders. He's never been scared of spiders. But I kind I you know spiders have been on people's dream for a lot. I mean, there's different totems and everything else that. But you know, one of the things that I I have read and, and, and studied that about spiders is that it's a very means a very feminine uh, power. Spiders being feminine power. There's it's it's all about spider. You know, like Charlotte's Web, even
0: Charlotte's right?
1: Web. I was just thinking, thinking that. that. Yeah. <laughs> so I thank you for helping with that. Is that we. We see spiders as that femininity, you know, but the power of it. And so I think what he's going on is that he feels the overbearing feminine feeling that he has two daughters, lost his wife, and lives with his mom. He's got a lot of female around him, a lot of female energy and everything else. That, and he kind of feels helpless to all of them. And I hate to say that, that's his dream is... Pretty, pretty much telling him that you're having a hard time with this you're having a hard time with your spirituality and, and, and with women, females right now he, it's not that he doesn't trust them he loves every one of them every one of them cares about that but they are stronger than him right now even his daughters and so that's kind of why he's have these dreams of, of that
0: that's interesting so his um masculinity let's just say right is feeling a little bit depleted absolutely yes and then these women though these females and these female energies are around him are a little bit stronger than he is What you're saying but i think if he looks at this in a good positive way they can certainly help lift him up oh yes and bring exactly. him back to balance yep
1: And I'm glad he told me because, uh, you know, treatment wise and that to to help him and kind of like coaching is to use that power, use the feminine power, get connected with his feminine power and help him boost him up.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. You know, and we all kind of go through this, you know, stuff in our lives, you know, these ups and downs and, you know, the strength of a female is pretty powerful and, you know and I believe that these you know ladies can certainly help him out a lot and uh, you know I wish him well, and I do believe in my heart uh, with pink unconditional love <laughs> that he will um, overcome this in the very near future and he's gonna find strength within
1: absolutely I agree with that hundred percent too and and you know he's a he's a good man that's Things have been happening to a lot of people lately, and you know, just people have to understand that there's other people out there that will listen to you. Um, part of the, the thing that's going on with him is that a uh, very established person that with a family and everything else that you know, he woke up one day and he lost it all. Wow, he just lost it. He didn't, he has no control over anything. And lost his job, lost his wife, lost everything. In that she, But she left him with the kids. And the thing was is that he's not even capable of, of dealing with his own children right now. This has happened to other people is that they don't know what's happening to them. And it's part of their awakening. It's part of the, who they are. You know, in our last podcast, we talked about awakening. And he's asked me about that. He says, is part of what I'm going through, my own awakening. Absolutely. It is. He grew up in a very strong religious background, and, and he's fighting everything, because the more he gets depressed and sad about things, the more he can't handle things, the more his mom wants him to go to church. you got to go to church for this. you got to pray to God for this. you got to do this. you got to do that. And he feels like he's pulling away from that, and he feels like he's the biggest sinner there is, and it feels worse. Mm-hmm. He feels like there's something wrong with him, but he can't work right now. He can't, he can't hold a job. He daydreams. He says he sits at his desk and he's, he's been a salesperson for a long time and he'll sit at the desk and just go away for hours. And then of course they'll let him go because he's not doing any work, but he doesn't even know where he goes to. And he's not on any any drugs or anything else. He just goes away.
0: So he's not working then you said?
1: Nope, not working at all right now.
0: Wow. What do you think if he did something like uh, a little bit of volunteer work, if he can get into like with the community or like a hospice, doing some sort of humanity work? I wonder if that might help bring him alive a little bit.
1: That's interesting that you said that because I made that suggestion to him. No kidding. Same, same, we're on the same track. So because it's the energy that he has built up inside him, he doesn't know where to go with it. He mm-hmm. has to let release that love out. Mm-hmm. And right now he's feeling overwhelmed and everything else. And so partly of, of sharing himself, servant, serving himself to the community, That I think that would help him so much and make him feel better about himself too.
0: I think so. And, you know, sometimes we get in the, the dumper, you know, for lack of better words. Um, I think sometimes when we step out of that for just a a short bit and look at other people around us. Sometimes you realize maybe our stuff really isn't all that bad that maybe that would give me the courage to go, God, you know, I'm I'm not as bad off as this person. I think I can probably start finding some strength and courage within myself to start bettering myself. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it just, it might take something like that, you know, and I'm not saying that it's not, it is okay to feel in this duper because it's part of our path. But to have some sort of realization at some point and maybe, you know, like like we were saying, volunteering somewhere, you know, if he were to volunteer somewhere and go, wow, you know, okay, well, maybe my life isn't all that bad. That could be an encouragement for him to hopefully, you know, move forward. It sounded like he had everything in, you know, in, in his world that was so beautiful and wonderful and it just came crashing down, yep. you know, and that happens to a lot of people. But gosh darn it, you know, at some point you got to go, you know, I got to live my life too. And, you know, sometimes just take something like that that will help, you know, go like, wow, okay, I, I, my eyes are opening now, you know, I can start seeing some light here. Absolutely.
1: Well, and you hit it right on the nose there. That, you know, through experiences of my own and even some of yours, experiences that we realize that, that we have to shift our energy. Mm-hmm. We have to shift our idealism to something else because what's not working now, we can't stay on the same track. Because we're just going to keep going in circles in the same place, we'll end up in the same place. We act, do the same things over and over. Shift it, get out there, see it. Um, it reminds me of that little story of, of, of Jesus, you know, in the cross. And that, and uh, this guy, it, it was actually somebody drew this cartoon, and it showed this guy carrying this this uh, big old cross. He's carrying it, and he's, no. and he's it's like this is heavy, this is really heavy, and he gets to his destination, he goes to put his cross down and he looks and everybody else that had put the cross there already was three times, four times bigger than his own cross. So his burden that he carried into this room and that wasn't as big as everybody else's, but to him it felt like it was enormous. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's okay.
1: It is okay. You are absolutely right. You hit it right in the nose that this is Okay. And it's kind of cool, though, that how we know when, when what is right and wrong, and,
0: and we well, yeah, I think right. it's our own perception of what it is we're going through. And heck, yeah, I mean, what might be something so menial to others it could be very devastating to us, uh, you know, yourself, you to your, you know, what I'm saying. But again, you know, to just have that hope and that strength, and find that hope and strength within, or you know, again, go. Go be somewhere and, you know, understand that, wow, you know, okay, I have this hope and strength within, you know, or, right. or see someone who lost their legs and they're running marathons, you know, I mean, that's hope and strength right there, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. so I, more power to him and, you know, I have a good feeling that he's yeah. going to be okay in the near future.
1: You no, know, it's kind of like you, it's, you're, you're, you climb mountains, you know, you're running up and down these mountains, mm-hmm. you know, and. Uh, we have to finish this podcast up because you got to go run a mountain yeah but you do you you there's something about you that you are driven to do this
0: yes and absolutely
1: something that i can't keep up with you on it's you will leave me in the dust every time
0: <laughs> absolutely and,
1: uh, but the thing is is that we excel in different things different things we do we have to find that niche what helps us and i know climb mountains help you in so many ways.
0: Oh yeah, and doing volunteer work, you know, at St. Mary's or anywhere for that matter. You know, I worked at a, a children's place in volunteer. It made me feel so good inside, right? You know, it brightened my heart and 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 just made me feel so good that oh my gosh, you know, these beautiful kids are they're, they're they have these you know just just horrible disabilities, you know, or and and yet they're so loving and beautiful, and it makes it brings out the love within yourself and an appreciation that, you know what, doggone it, my life really isn't all that bad, and I need to be grateful for what I do have.
1: Right, absolutely. Wow, do you know the time?
0: About that time? Can you
1: believe that? We just got through some of the questions that, that uh, people wanted to ask us, and which is really beautiful. Thank you, guys. I, I really appreciate it. I love answering our, these fan questions and everything from, from your heart, you know. And there is some backstories that come with it, which is fine and everything. I I enjoy answering some of these questions.
0: Yeah, I did too. It was very fun. It was something different and I encourage more questions, you know, we'll do our best to answer them and have fun answering them in, in our you know, own thoughts and ways right. or experiences and you know, hopefully will you know, it'll be able we'll be able to reach out to someone else and they'll be able to, you know, understand or heal from it or get some good advice or, you know, what have you from it.
1: Absolutely.
0: And uh, I think maybe next time we'll answer some more questions. And I think we would talk about maybe trying to talk about some synchronicities,
1: too. Synchronicities. Yeah. I do know what's funny is that uh, I was looking at the list here, and that uh, part of synchronicity is legs. That's all I see is legs. Was like, Spider legs? No. Oh. This, uh, this, that's a really cool story. you got to tune in next week and when we come up and tell you about the, the synchronicity of, of legs. And It has to do a little bit about Cindy's legs, I think.
0: Yeah, we're not quite sure.
1: No, uh, we're not sure. This, but you know, you, you make your own decision of what you think of that when we talk about the synchronicities of what legs are. We also talk. We're going to talk a little bit about what sevens and fours mean in that in synchronicities. Um, the beautiful song "Don't Stop Believing." We're going to talk a little bit about that next week. Birthdays, weddings. We got a lot of stuff to talk about next week in in in, in the synchronicities. Wow. And we're going to probably answer a couple questions. We probably won't go as many questions we had this time. We'll probably pick and choose. that. Um, Cindy actually thinks that we should actually give a gift away every time we read somebody's question that they have. And so uh, I think Cindy's going to give a free hug away or something.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think
0: They're it's, called HH, not happy hour, but healing hugs.
1: <laughs> healing hugs.
0: There you go. <laughs>
1: Yep, it's either a ride in her Mustang or a healing hug. But, but it's just yeah, be be the winner. I'm just joking. I like to joke around with you.
0: Yes you do.
1: All right, I'm it's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure having you here.
0: Thanks. It's been fun. Thank you, thank you. We
1: always have fun. Yeah. yeah this is this is something I live for and I love doing it. We're gonna have many more.
0: Yeah. So to all of you out there, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, hope you enjoyed this podcast once again. I uh, look forward to answering some more questions, sharing some more experiences. I mean, we we can almost write a book with uh, some of our experiences with colored pictures, mind oh, you. Yes, our absolutely. book would be more with colored pictures than words. But um, anyways, thank you all so much. And you have a beautiful, blessed day and week. And, and just know that you know, I love you and, and you are loved unconditionally.
1: Yes, you are loved. And what do I say? You are loved and I am blessed.
0: There you
1: go. You guys have a great night and thank you very much for tuning in to the Rod and Cindy podcast. <laughs>